Welcome to the Spawn of Me Podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the DOB? This is episode 326 of our show. I hope that you are all doing well. I hope that you are all safe. I hope that you are all chilling indoors while you watch this. I hope that you are self, not medicating, but self uh, quarantining uh, in the time of this crazy, crazy coronavirus uh, pandemic that we're happening, uh, that's happening. I want to give everyone at home massive amounts of love uh, for rocking with us, rocking with me, uh, and definitely coming through tonight on our Thursday live episode. Uh, massive, again, love to everyone who came through for our last episode. We had a blast rocking with that. If you hadn't had a chance to check that out, please go back to the footage, go back to our podcast and say what's up to all the content that we have out there for you going over there. Um, I am in a pretty interesting state. Uh, it is, you know, day five of the kind of self quarantine uh, that's been happening because of coronavirus. We're going to be talking about that a little bit um, in our 401 segment. But again, I just want to make sure that everybody in Chicago is safe. Everyone in Chicago is, you know, doing what they need to do to keep themselves and their family all right during this trying time. It is not okay out here. Uh, we know folks are, you know, struggling and going through it and trying to figure out good ways to, you know, both keep themselves safe and and also making sure that, you know, their families and their work and everything else is kind of chugging along as as normal as you possibly can right now, which is very, very difficult. So, um, again, I'm hoping that we can bring you some light uh, this afternoon, uh, wherever you may hear this, if you're on Twitch. Uh, thank you so much for coming through. If you're listening to us in podcast land, thank you so much for coming through. Um, just want to make sure that we have some time to be together. It's been a little bit of a, a mini break. Uh, we had a really dope show uh, with uh, Victoria Tran and we got to share we got to share the Paxi's panel uh, from last week, which was fun. Um, and I love being able to do that kind of stuff because it definitely like brings everybody together and, and, and makes everyone feel like things are moving along um, again. Uh, if you are a listener of the show, please remember to subscribe, to share the show with people that, you know, um, everything that we can, um, possibly do to make this show better. Uh, we want to, uh, we want to make sure that we're uh, rocking with people and, uh, and, and kind of giving them the ability to, you know, rock with us during this very, very difficult time. So a little bit of video game discussion, uh, for you, uh, while you listen on your, uh, way Hopefully, you know, back home, if you're coming from out of out of the country uh, into a safe space, if you're going to go get supplies, hopefully you can throw this on as a way to not think about the world being what it is right now. And uh, and just want you all to know that I'm, I'm here for you uh, in the ways that I can be in terms of what Spawn on Me is and can be uh, for folks at home. So massive amounts of love to you all again. And um, I think it's time to get into the news. I think it's about that time till we talk about the 411. So we have a pretty dope show for you this week in terms of everything that's happening with the news. It's been a very busy week uh, in terms of what's been going on uh, in both not only PC land, but in definitely console land. Console land has been very, very weird in terms of how things have been moving. But it's also been really enlightening uh, because we've gotten basically both consoles, both the Xbox console and the PS4 and the PS5 console 
We've gotten some information about what's happening there, um, which has been really cool to see. Like we've tried to figure out good ways to show that stuff. Um, and we've been waiting for a long time to be able to hear what's going on uh, when it comes to what the PS5 is going to wind up being. We've kind of seen some of the stuff with the Xbox before um, and have gotten some good you know, specs about what's going to happen uh, in terms of the chipset, in terms of the storage, in terms of everything else. Um, it's been really cool to see Microsoft and Sony kind of really dig into you know, what their next gen offerings are going to wind up being. I know a lot of conversation turned around um, initially once Xbox kind of shared the information about how powerful the machine was going to be. Uh, we got a great look at what it was, what the box looks like at the Game Awards this year. And then we had some 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 breakdowns later on. We had one from Digital Foundry that was fantastic and amazing. Um it was it was one of those things that, you know, you can tell that the folks in Digital Foundry who are geniuses at what they do got a chance to really dig into and like break down what that console is going to be. Um, and then we had this week, basically yesterday, we had this really interesting breakdown uh, from Mark Cerny. So Mark Cerny is the basically the architect of the PS5. He, he did, uh, you know, the PS four NPS. I don't know if he worked on the PS three. I'm not sure about that, but I know he definitely did, um, do the PS four. Um, and Mark Cerny is a very interesting guy. Like he's, he's, he's very soft-spoken. I've met him on a couple of occasions. Um, and the thing that you get from him is that he's very, very thoughtful. Um, and I think that the way that he conveyed the information during what I think a lot of folks in the Sony camp and especially Sony fanboys were, kind of worried about was, or, or kind of excited about was like, oh, we're going to go see the box now. We're going to see what it looks like. We're going to see the physical representation of what this thing is going to look like after we've seen speculation and speculation over the past, you know, year and some change. Um, and we didn't get that. And I think a lot of folks were really disappointed, even though Sony basically shared out prior to the stream that this was going to be what their, P, uh, their, their GDC presentation was going to be. And if you've ever been to GDC, GDC is like basically nothing but talks, right? And those talks are very technical. I, I have walked out of many a GDC talk because I was like, I have no clue what the hell is happening right now. I have no clue what you're talking about. I have no clue the conversations that you're talking about, the, the, the jargon and lingo that you're spitting at me right now. I have no idea what that is. The beauty of what Mark Cerny did this past week, or I'm sorry, not this past week, a couple days ago was... Something that is amazingly technical, something that most folks who are not engineers and especially hardware designers would not really see how any of that stuff would really work. Right. You don't you don't really get an understanding of like how the conversations happen. You don't really get a, a an idea of just like what that means for, you know, the the actual substance of what he was talking about. So it's, it's really difficult to be able to kind of share that stuff um, in ways that are, you know, not what you have expected as a, as a consumer. So you had a lot of folks who were listening and watching the show and they were really upset. They were like, yo, this is not what we thought this was going to be. Show us the box, mad Z's in the chat. Like people were being sleepy and being tired. And I think that, you know, 
one of the things that bothered me about that, of course, because I'm really, you know, dev centric. I love talking to devs. I love speaking to devs. I love talking about the process of the gaming industry in that way for people who are like brilliant. Like Cerny is a brilliant dude. He's not stupid. He's not somebody who's just up there. who's just like, I'm just going to do my thing and then just rock out. And, you know, he's not kudos Sanuda in that same way that we used to have back in the day. We had this like showman uh, of the gaming industry in that way. He's a very like by the book, thoughtful, you know, uh, 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 he's not boisterous in the way that you would want someone to kind of do that raw, raw thing. But I think that the, the cool part about what was happening during that particular part of the not conference, but the talk was like he broke down some super technical stuff in ways that most folks could probably understand, which I think is fairly brilliant. It's not easy to do, but he kind of weaved this narrative that was was really smart. And he kind of weaved this narrative that kind of talked about the why of the direction that they were going to go with the PS5. Um, of course, they showed some specs. They showed some 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 detailed specs about like the memory and why they picked a certain memory that they did because there's been a lots of conversations both on the xbox and the sony side about the ssd that's going to kind of be the hub of you know the speed that you're going to get with each system uh xbox did a fantastic job of showcasing that stuff because they had a very interesting super cool side by side that was basically like we're going to run state of decay on a normal xbox one x and then we're going to run it on uh xbox series x one i think i said that wrong xbox series x um, and you know, the one that ran on the, the base machine loaded in around like 30 seconds or so, as opposed to six seconds on the newest machine, y- you know, that's a, that's an easy way, an easy visual to kind of convey to people at home of like this thing that you're going to get is going to be faster. It's going to be better in some ways. Um, one of the most interesting parts about that conversation around both memory and speed and all that stuff was around the SSD, I'm sorry, the M.2 drive that they're going to have in the machine. So a lot of folks have been worried about a couple of different things. On the Xbox side, they saw um, this kind of a memory module port that's on the on the machine. It was a, a story that came out from usgamer.net uh, that talked about, you know, this being a fairly essential thing if you want to get kind of the most out of your system, right? You want to be able to have multiple games start up on Wake uh, you know, that's because that's a huge feature of the the new Xbox, which is being able to, you know, basically instantly pull a, a game back out of sleep, sleep mode so that you can use it. Um, I think one of the things that was in that uh, Digital Foundry piece was the fact that, you know, for Xbox One X games, Series X games, I, it's going to be a really hard time trying to figure that out. SSX uh, games uh, can be running in the background and you can basically instantly swap between them. Uh, especially if you have that memory module connected. Uh, what we saw on the PlayStation side uh, was a lot of conversation around this M.2, uh, uh, not SSD, but it's a memory module, right? So it's the hard drive of that machine. And there were conversations around the size of it because it's a weird size. It's like 850 something gigabytes or something like that, as opposed to like a straight terabyte. Um and then there was a conversation around, you know, being able to buy off the shelf M.2s to, to kind of run in that in that system because you can definitely swap them out. One of the, the caveats about that was Cerny saying that, you know, they're going to have to go through the process of looking at which off the shelf M.2s will be 
applicable and be usable because of the speeds that they're trying to to keep on the console. Uh, so that's going to be really uh, cool to see how they kind of figure out and maneuver around that. Um, and then one of the other things I think that was pretty interesting was, you know, some of the specs that we had on Oh, that got shared in the comparison between the two. And I think that the one that everyone kind of lost their minds about when they were trying to figure out like what console am I going to wind up buying, which which team am I going to wind up rooting for was the conversation, of course, around teraflops. So teraflops are a very interesting uh, way of looking at the way you want to determine and measure the graphical power of a C of a GPU. I'm not going to get into the technical parts of that. I am not an expert of that. I, I know what I know uh, from a consumer standpoint and a little bit from what I do at work. But the conversation that we've already seen around, you know, which one is going to be more powerful. As soon as you see a number and then you see a number that's lower than that number, people freak out, right? They freak out. They do their thing where they're just like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen now? this thing is better than this other thing. And how, how is that going to be in comparison? And is this machine worse now because it doesn't have as many teraflops? And one of the cool things that, that I felt Mark Cerny did when he talked about the process of, you know, what they're trying to do with the GPU is around the conversation around how teraflops have context, right? And when you have context around a, a situation or a conversation that automatically fries the brains of fanboys because you're just like that number that was bigger might not necessarily be that it's better. And it was kind of dope to see Cerny like build that into the conversation to say, yes, we're looking at this thing in a, in a holistic way. And what we want to do is basically give you a solid experience, but also we want to, make sure that we're doing something that's best for devs so that they can build towards a system that is, you know, kind of friendlier to the developer in a certain way. Um, it, which we does, which doesn't mean that you're not going to get a powerful system. Cause when you look at the specs, the specs are fairly close. They're not that different, different between the two. Yes. There is a higher number in terms of teraflops on the, on the Xbox one, but I mean the Xbox series X, but it's one of those things where, depending upon the context of how those things are going to be used and depending upon what's going to be um, kind of shown on screen, you may not even see that. Like, I don't, I don't ever know. I've never seen someone talk about when they're playing a game, like, yo, this has mad teraflops in it. Like no one has ever said that no gamer on the face of the planet has dug into their settings when they've been playing a game. It was like, yo, I don't think I'm getting the right graphics right now. Cause I don't think I have enough teraflops. Nobody says that shit. Like it's not a thing that anyone would ever say. And I think that's a part of the problem, right? It's like, we're trying to figure out these good ways to, to shirk our e penises, uh, and, and, and figure out good ways to do that kind of stuff. And it doesn't work because it's really stupid. It doesn't do anything. I think about the conversation around like what's discernible versus what is a statistic? So I can give you a statistic that tells you that a thing is fantastic. But if that thing isn't discernible by your eyes, your ears and your senses, it doesn't make that correlation. It doesn't make it doesn't cross that line for you to give a shit. Right. Or at least for, for me, it doesn't cross that line to give a shit. Um, so I'm like, I don't know how that would be a thing. And it, I don't know if that's even important in the grand scheme of how things play out. So 
Sony is currently at a, you know, at a fanboy disadvantage right now because people are harping on the fact that one system has less teraflops than the other, which we all knew was going to wind up happening. Um, I think the most interesting news about the PS5 that we were kind of kind of thinking about was one, there's some backwards compatibility in the machine. We know that uh, Mark Sony said that currently almost all one, uh, almost the top 100 of the games that were uh, picked from um, that list are going to be running on PS5 at launch, right? Almost all of them, right? We don't know what those top 100 are right now, but you can assume it's the, the major bangers, right? It's the God of Wars. It's, you know, a whole bunch of other games in that in that space. I think that's cool. I do think it's a little concerning if you're thinking about the prospect of thinking about your machine as a backwards compatibility machine as well. Xbox has done a fantastic job of already messaging out that everything will be basically backwards compatible to Xbox One, um, to the first Xbox, to the OG Xbox. Um, but even so, I think that, again, the, the thing that people are missing and the, and the part that actually matters is no matter what Sony does right now, no matter what the specs of that machine are going to wind up being in comparison to the Xbox uh, machine, which currently is, you know, quote unquote, you know, the most powerful one in the console space, the upper hand that Microsoft has has nothing to do with their console has absolutely nothing to do with the box that they're going to be putting out this this holiday. The upper hand that they have has been and has always been Game Pass. Game Pass is the biggest game changer on the Microsoft platform because it's cross-platform. It is PC, it is cloud, it is uh, it is console. Uh, it is touching all parts of the gaming ecosystem in a way that Sony has not been able to to, to, to basically the grasp right now. So you have a closed ecosystem in the Sony one and the PS five, but you have this hugely vast kind of big open ecosystem in terms of being able to cross play between PC and console with your game purchases being crossed by in a lot of cases, especially titles that are becoming, are going to be coming out uh, soon. You have a lot of those things like bleeding edge. I just got an email about bleeding edge uh, it like two minutes ago that was around the conversation of saying, well, Hey, if you have game pass, you'll be able to download bleeding edge and play it as soon as it drops, which is fantastic. It's a thing that again, Sony can't say. And is, I think the thing that makes that console and that ecosystem, the one that Sony, I mean, so the one that Microsoft is building right now, even more important and even more impressive. Um, so I think like that's a part of the, the way the lay of the land is right now. Right. So it's like, that's going to be, you know, the real conversation for me when it comes to who's doing what and how the kind of winner of the space is going to be. I don't know if Sony's going to have anything that's going to combat, you know, um, Game Pass. I don't think so. They have, you know, PlayStation Now, which is a cloud-based service, which runs fairly well, but it's not fantastic. Um, it's not a thing that I would spend money on if I had the ability to spend the money on it. Like, it's not a thing I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take my this best game that I know is going to be coming out like controls on PlayStation now right now. I'm not going to play control on PlayStation now. When I can play it natively on the console. So I think, again, like the conversation around, you know, who has more flops and who has more this or that. I think when it comes to who's going to you know where you're going to spend your money this holiday, most gamers are going to wind up probably trying to cop both. Um, I think with either console 
I'm pretty sure that you're going to have a fantastic gaming experience. I'm sure that during the life of that console, again, with every uh, a console, you'll see that there'll be some, you know, initial hiccups in the way that things work, and then they'll gradually get better throughout the years. Um, and I think that, again, the development cycles will change a lot based on, you know, how they're going to want to do some of the stuff that they want to do and having games where there's going to be no loads or minimal loads. You know, having games are going to be huge and vast and, 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 and bigger than we've ever seen before because of the way that people are going to be able to use the power of these machines is going to be very, very cool to be able to see, you know, how all that stuff winds up playing itself out um, in this next com- in this next coming years. I will say um, I just love the way that Cerny kind of does this thing. I was really happy that the fact that that was not a consumer based talk and i know that a lot of people were upset about it but i was like yo that was real that was that was pretty dope i loved it i thought it was really cool i thought it was fantastic i thought it was very very cool to be able to dig into the mind of someone who is that brilliant um and have them share that information out uh to the consumer base in a real way so mass shout out to, to mark cerny i hope one day uh to talk to mark cerny in in this format and have him on the show um because that would be really 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 cool um, I would, I would kind of love to see that be a thing. Uh, also what just happened a couple days ago, uh, if you have not been paying attention and you are of the Paragon crowd, you remember that game from over, uh, from Epic, uh, a couple years ago, I'm a huge fan of that game. It is a third person MOBA. Uh, I had like a blast playing it. I was trying to make that be the game that I was going to stream all the time. And it was most, it was my most competitive game that I played for a long bit. Um, there's a company who just came out who there's been a couple of versions of a remix or a remake of Paragon or a remake of that same kind of MOBA. Um, and a lot of them have failed. So Epic, when they dumped Paragon, when they stopped uh, developing it, they basically gave all the assets away it said, here, you can take these assets. You can do what you want with them. You can make whatever game you want. We won't bother you about that stuff. Make the game that you want to make. And a lot of companies tried to, a lot of like upstarts tried to make some stuff and it didn't really work out well and it wasn't really great. And there's a lot of, you know, choppiness in the way that they kind of ran and, and all this other stuff. And this young group of folks kind of came out of the gate. And I don't even know when this happened. I don't know how long it's been in development, but it's been something that's been pretty cool my, like to see them do this thing. And I was just like, what's happening here? Like what's going on in this space? Um, and this, and this crew called soul Eve came out of nowhere and they have basically made the first version of that map of Paragon, a real thing. Like they've made that game actually look and feel like the Paragon that I initially played some years ago. And I am very, very excited at the prospect of this being a thing. It's called Overprime. Um, it looks fantastic again because they're using all the epic assets. And it looks like, from what I can tell, that these folks like really understand what was the thing that made Paragon dope. Like the ability to kind of move on in, in this 3D plane in this third person space. Uh, the ability to kind of have those powers be what they were. And, 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 and kind of go back into the fold of saying, like, we really want to dig into what we thought was the important parts and the fun parts of what Paragon was. Um, I'm very excited for it. I saw a couple of friends of mine who were in that initial group of folks who played Paragon playing it. 
uh, a couple of folks are streaming it. I think as we speak, as this podcast is being recorded, it is now out. If you want to play it, uh, you can check it out. I think it's on overprime.net, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if not, we'll put up some links on our social channels and all that kind of stuff. And in the show notes, especially, but I was very, very impressed with everything that I saw from it. Like, of course it's a little bit janky. It's not fully done yet. They're still working through some kinks. Uh, but from what I saw, it did everything. It had the same kind of competitiveness in it. The, the characters played the same, you know, they, they reworked or they, they went back to using some of the old. Uh, the old version of the map that, that, that was like the V one version of the map that had the three split lanes. And it was, it was very, very cool uh, in the way that they kind of brought that back. I am very, very excited for the, the prospect of playing this thing. I am a little bit worried about downloading this bad boy and putting it on my machine. Cause who knows, you know, if this thing is going to be broken at some point, like who knows, you know, because you have a small team, like what happens when the thing breaks, um, but I may try to figure out a way to, to jump on it and, and, and find a way to play it because I love that game. I have not found a game that has taken the place of Paragon in terms of my competitive love, in terms of my want to learn how to play a genre of a game. Um, I've not found something to take the place of my ability to feel good when I play that game. Cause I was, I was getting really good at that game. I was a Greystone main um, and a, a Terra main at that point. And, you know, I would get online with my friends who I played with every night and we would get a game in a game or two in and then peace out for the day. And that was like my bread and butter game for the, for the night. And I did that for months, you know, went to Epic to go see them work on the game. And now seeing that there, there might be some life coming back to it. I am overjoyed at the possibility of that being a thing that's going to happen again. Like I, I, and pulling for these folks in real ways. Like I want to talk to them. I want to get them on the show. I want to play it. I want to, you know, dig back into it. Cause I have real nostalgia for that game in a way that I do not have for most. Um, it takes a lot for a game to kind of like snatch me up and make me feel uh, good about playing it in that same way. And uh, Overprime looks like it might be that game right now. That could be the thing that brings me back into the MOBA scene. Um, when I was trying to learn how to play league and all that other stuff, but it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel as good as what I would want. So yeah, I'm hoping, hoping that's going to be a thing and I'm hoping that's going to be something that's going to happen uh, real soon. Uh, so definitely check out over prime, look them up on, you know, social media and all that stuff and see if you can jump in on it and, and, and get some time in with it. Um, last topic before we dip out of the new segment for this week of the four one one. Oh yeah. We got to talk about the coronavirus. We got to talk about, What's happening in the world right now? Um, you know, touching back a little bit towards, uh, you know, what's happening uh, in the gaming space, that, in the way that that's touching the gaming space. We've seen so many different weird things happen once this virus has kind of caught fire. Um, you, we're all wondering and, and thinking about, you know, of course, the health of everyone who's working in the industry, making sure that everyone's kind of working from home. You see so many different companies right now talking about, you know, their work from home status and, and, and the way that they kind of want to make sure that that's that that's real for folks. Um, we want to make sure that people are, of course, making sure that they are taking the, the right precautions when they're trying to game. And it's been interesting, too, to see just how many people have, you know, used this opportunity to actually start gaming more to, to, to get into the space to, to go play more games and things like that. Um, I think that's been fantastic. I think that's been a, a, 
a dope side effect of uh, what could be and what will probably be a very tragic thing um, in lots of ways. But I feel like it's been also a thing that people have kind of come together and and figured out ways to support each other in lots of ways. Like there's been lots of, you know, all the gaming conventions from now until forever are kind of shut down. Uh, you know, folks who work in the gaming industry who do hosting and things like that, that they're out of work for the foreseeable future. You know what I mean? Like any any of your favorite hosts that you've been thinking about or who are used to watching, most of them are not going to have work for this year. And that's hard. That's a huge hit to a lot of folks in the industry. Um, then we have to talk about the fact that, you know, supply and demand is going to be going to be a weird thing. A lot of these a lot of these systems are built in China. A lot of these systems are built in overseas. Uh, we've already seen currently how Amazon is kind of slowing down production and shipping out things, um, which is also, you know, uh, there's a human toll that goes along with that, too. You know, like buying the random thing that you buy on Amazon and have it delivered. There's a person that has to be in that warehouse that has to go get that thing, put it in a box, ship it. And they're already going to be, you know, in danger uh, in and of itself. Right. Like they're going to wind up being, you know, put into harm's way because of our purchasing decisions, which is another thing to think about. Um, so it's it's really, you know, weird times in the way that we think about not only the hobbies that we have, but the way that we engage with each other, the way that we talk to each other, the way that we spend time with each other. Um, and with all the other kinds of entertainment that we're used to seeing and, 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 and consuming kind of going away overnight, we are trying to figure out good ways to continue to find places to have fun and places to engage and places to have community and gaming will continue to be that for a lot of folks. Um, but it is also still like a really hard time out here um, for a lot of folks. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we tried to do here at Spawn on Me to kind of offset some of some of that is we suspended our Patreon. Um, it's on hold for now. Uh, it's on pause for the next couple of months. Uh, we felt or I felt that it was a important thing to, you know, the support that we get monetarily from all of you is amazing and wonderful. And it keeps the lights on in lots of ways for the show. Um, but I'm lucky enough to have a good nine to five job. I'm lucky enough to be able to support my family uh, with my job and with the stuff that I do and felt like, you know, the best way to kind of offset some of that financial hurt is to, you know, suspend what we're doing for a couple of months and see where things land. And we'll see how far that needs to go out. Um, but I but I wanted to make sure that that was a thing that everybody knew, uh, because it's important to me that I care about all of you and I care about your well-being and I care about, you know, all of you being safe. Um, and being able to take care of yourselves and your families. So, um, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I'm very thankful to all of you who have always supported us and, and, and shared your dollars with us here um, and wanted to make sure that you all um, are, you know, don't have to have that other secondary worry or burden about, you know, whatever the extra, whatever you've pledged for us uh, to wind up coming out of your coming out of your dough um, when you kind of least expect it. So. Yeah, it's a really interesting and trying time. Um, I I am hoping that, you know, a lot of what I am able to do with the time that I have with you every week um, brings you some joy and brings you some fun. Uh, And I'm hoping that, you know, we can find good ways to to reconnect and come together. Uh, Playing some video games online together would be fantastic. Um, Netflix has been doing movie nights where you can basically like get on your PC or your computer or your Mac and basically like 
watch movies together with with people and it has, it has a chat and all this other cool stuff i'm trying to figure out good ways and and trying to stream a little bit more to kind of give you all some some extra content as well as it's been a little bit difficult because the room that i'm currently in i'm now sharing that with my wife because she's working from home as well so streams are going to be a little bit weird uh patreon content is going to be a little bit weird i'm trying to still get out stuff every week uh, as much as I possibly can, but things are going to be a little bit funky for a bit. And I'm hoping that you'll continue to have patience not only with me, but with other folks who are, who are, you know, making content that you care about. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to go get some water cause I'm parched up in this piece. Uh, Harriet Tubman, who is behind me right now, throwing up the Wakanda sign. If you're watching us on Twitch, she is protecting all of us. So just understand that she is, uh, here to, to make sure that we're all good. Uh, and doing our thing. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with some what we've been playing and we'll be right back after this. the spawn of me podcast i'm your host Khalif adams this is episode 326 of our show i am very excited to rock with you this week and every week and you know if you missed our beginning segment our, our 411 segment where we talked about the xbox and playstation news we talked about the coronavirus affecting gaming in a real way we also talked about the new upstart overprime coming back uh, and and replacing what was paragon and you missed a really dope beginning of our show so this is our what we've been playing uh, segment there's a couple of games that i have been digging into in a real way um and the first one has absolutely been has absolutely been um what do you call it it's been um what the hell's the name of the game <laughs> i just thought about it and then it went away it's a uh, warzone cod warzone is the game that i'm thinking about my god i can't think of words this week um and what I've been really excited about, to be honest, has been basically the fact that I've been looking for another BR to jump into. I've been looking for another game to kind of play in that space. Um, and I didn't think Call of Duty was going to be able to pull this off in a real way. Like, I'll be completely honest. I was not expecting them to bring out a really good and smart and well-designed BR like I didn't expect that to be a thing. I was hoping that it was going to be playable and serviceable. I think that the one they did in the previous game that they had out was okay, but you could tell that it wasn't really done as well as as possible. But Warzone is dope. Warzone is fire right now. Like I am really hyped about Warzone. I've been playing massive amounts of games of Warzone over the past couple nights, squatting up with some friends getting it in, getting spicy, chopping it up with people and getting some run in, 
has been so good for my soul. It's been really nice to get that competitive um, edge back and to be able to get some people who are also wanting to play and be competitive in that space too. I miss having competitive friends who are, are really trying to play and go ham a little bit. Like I'm, I'm actually really excited for the folks who are like trying to do that work um, and really like bust it out in a real way. Um, I'm surprised at how good both modes have been. So if you're not familiar, there's two modes. There's a normal BR mode where you kind of go in with no loot uh, and you pick up loot on the way. You have the circle that closes in, which is the gas. Um, and kind of en envelops you and kind of closes you in so you get to the final circle. The last person standing wins. The last team standing wins. It's 150 people on a map, which is, again, another huge accomplishment for them to get that many people on the server in a map. Um, it has a really amazing feature, and I'm, and I'm happy because uh, TD in the, in the chat shared um, what it was, um, and it's the gulag. So the, the conversation around, you know, what happens when you die in that game and in that space uh, is also very, very cool. It's one of those things where, you know, once you've been shot and you go out, usually you're just done for the game. Like you're done for the game. You don't have anything to do. Uh, you kind of just have to wait for your teammates to, to kind of come back for you um, and hopefully help you out. But in this version, the beauty of it is you get the ability to not only come back, but you get the ability to um, have your teammates buy you back in. So like you've gotten shot and you can't get back into the game. You go to the gulag. If you win your one V one fight, you then get to continue and you fly back in. That's your first chance. Then if you get shot again and you get killed, your teammates, when you shoot people, you get money. There's other things on the, on the, in the field that will give you money. Uh, and when you get $4,500, you can find these shops. And then within those shops, you can then purchase uh, a player to come back into the fight again. And you can keep doing that as long as the circle is big enough, right? Uh, once you get to like the third or the last circle or the, the last two circles, you can't come back in. Um, but having that as a dynamic within the game, it's really, really cool. It's like super, super dope to be able to be like, all right, I got killed, whichever way I got killed, but I'm going to come back in and 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 run, and run back into the fight. Um, I just saw in the chat, someone shared that they might be pushing it up to 200. That's madness. Another 50 players. I don't know. Like already here are the two things. Let me get, let me, let me talk about my gripes and my, and my likes after this. So you have the first mode, which is the normal BR mode. Then you have plunder. So plunder basically is a race to a million dollars. You open up crates to get money. You can shoot people, kill them, get money. Um, and then they have these bounties on the, on the ground too, that when you shoot people, uh, you can have like one where you're marking someone else to be, to be shot and killed or you're like putting a bounty on someone else's head. There's another one where you can kind of collect crates and, and do this other stuff where you can like have these other alter alternate uh, activities that you do within the map that will basically give you the ability to get money. Um, and then there's two ways to get money out. So you have to deliver the money either to what they have these big piggy banks, which are these uh, helipads on the map. Um, and then when you call in a helicopter, it alerts everyone on the map that you've called it in which automatically is uh, uh, anxiety inducing. And then once that happens, you have to then wait for a, a bag to come out of the sky from the helicopter, throw your money on the bag division two style, and then it goes out into the sky and then is gone. The beauty of it is that you don't have to worry about um, 
you don't have to worry about people cutting your rope or anything like that. Um, it just magically goes to the bag and then everything is good, which is fantastic and super dope, right? I love that part uh, because it just makes the anxiety part a little bit uh, less worrisome. Then there's also these stores that are on the map. And when you find a store, you can basically buy a balloon uh, that you tie your money to. You have 15 seconds before it goes away. You, you have an 150K limit on that balloon. You put the money on the balloon, it goes away. Your money's safe, right? And whoever has the most money wins, which is, is what you would uh, expect from a mode like that. If someone gets to a million dollars before anyone else does, helicopters come out of the sky that are, are attack choppers and they shoot anything that moves on the map. If you have cold blooded on as a perk, you're a little bit safe, but not really. Um, you know, those things are also really interesting uh, because you can shoot those down. And if you do shoot those down, you get a grip of money that comes out of those bad boys. You get a bunch of money that comes out of those. And you can always, um, you can always be in the match, which I think is really cool. Like, I think that one of the best parts about plunder currently in terms of the two modes is that in the normal BR, you're kind of going into that match naked, right? You're going in, you're trying to fight as many people as you possibly can, seeing how, how many folks you can kind of get off the map and doing that kind of stuff, right? That's cool. It's fun. It's fun. And it's, and it's fantastic. It's the normal BI that you've kind of already seen. The fact that you can continuously respawn and plunder and you go into it with kits that you've already built, your Lotus you already built out. So you have a familiarity of what weapons you want to use is a game changer. And I think it's the best mode of the two. It gives everyone a feeling that they can contribute. You don't have to be fantastic on the sticks to do, to do a really good job in there. You can be the, the money carrier basically. Um, and you can contribute by, you know, participating in doing other activities like the, 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 the contracts that you wind up getting on the map, which to me is really important. So plunder right now is what I would say the best mode of the two. Uh, the normal BR is very, very sweaty. Uh, one of the things I love about the, the COD Warzone stuff is that every weapon feels really, really good in terms of ability to be able to be used. Like the thing that happens in normal COD games is that everyone's running around like a chicken without a head. So you're basically always in a gunfight and you're dying and, 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 and respawning so quickly. You don't really get a feel for the momentum in a space. You're just always kind of running from fight to fight to fight with Warzone you have the ability to kind of post up somewhere and, you know, take note of what's going on in the match at the moment. So you're like, okay, I hear gunfire over there. I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to try to get to another spot in the map and regroup, or I'm going to try to put up a UAV and try to give my team some uh, situational awareness so I can kind of figure out where people are going to wind up being so I can make a good decision from that standpoint. Let me use a vehicle to go all the way to the other side of the map and try to go kill somebody who who has a contract on them. Um, all those things are in play. The one problem right now is, uh, well, a couple of problems that I find with both parts of the modes are one, the ping system is nowhere near as good as, uh, apex legends. Again, apex legends has the best ping system, non-verbal communication system in a game, in a BR ever. It's still that good. It's on the right buttons in comparison to where it is in, in call of duty on call of duty. It's on the D pad. We have to press up or da- uh, up twice or up to ping a thing and then up twice to, to notify an enemy as opposed to being on a bumper. If you're using a controller um, on apex, which pulls your fingers off stuff in weird ways. Also the ping system doesn't really uh, 
like hit the thing that you want most times because there's so many things in the way. So you have buildings in the way, you have rocks in the way, you have trees in the way. So you're like a lot of times missing the ping that you are trying to hit um, in a real way. Um, and lastly, the thing that is the most annoying right now is just campers. Campers are just chilling on roofs everywhere you go. So anything that's a point of interest, a store, um, a piggy bank, um, a, a money drop, any of that stuff, you have so many people on the map that you're always watching the roofs, right? And the problem with that is like, you could be doing really well and then lose all your stuff just because somebody who is not basically playing the objective can just take you out for the sake of taking you out. Like they're not trying to take your money because they've been sitting in this weird spot for like half the round and has nothing as they're not near an objective to get money out of the game. They're not near anything that would behoove them or benefit them from actually staying in that spot besides just playing the role of spoiler and trying to camp you out and trying to shoot you. Right. That's annoying. Like it's, it's just people not playing the way that you're supposed to play just for the sake of the game, letting you do that. Um, so that's been annoying in a lot of ways. And the reason why I kind of been trying to play more of the normal BR, cause there's really no reason to, 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 to camp. And especially cause the gas is moving. So you kind of can't camp. So I'm having a blast with it. I think it's been pretty damn fun. Um, I'm trying to find more people to play with. So, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Kajakins. Uh, if you want to get some games in, I'm playing mostly on PS4. I just downloaded it on PC. I'm going to be trash on PC. I'll tell you right off the bat, I'm going to be garbage. Uh, so I'm down to play with anybody and everybody right now to get some games in at that. And lastly, the other game that I've been playing a bunch of has been The Division. Um, I have dug into that game in a real way um, again because of just so many people who have been talking about the new DLC that's come out. So I won't get into a bunch of uh, a bunch of information on it besides the fact that, um, you know, playing division is is a, is a labor of love in some ways. Um, I think that the cool part about the division two right now is that they figured out good ways to bring people back into the fold. They're still trying to figure out what they're going to do for their end game content. But I think that the beauty of what they've been able to do um, in the you know, the space of, you know, pulling people back into their main content has been around not only the way that they have been looking to kind of make things happen with the gameplay parts has been specifically around just like, you know, how do you make that game? How do you make that game appealing to folks who, you know, may not necessarily be in love with it, right? Like, how do you bring people back into that game when, it was hard to get into and kind of hard to continue to play. Um, if you weren't paying attention to the meta, if you weren't paying attention to the new, uh, roles, you weren't paying attention to the new, uh, content. And I think with the New York stuff that they've have you going back in and doing, I really like what they've done with the kind of mini story that they have there. Like it's been pretty dope to be able to see them kind of build something that is not only really smart, but, also feels like they have nailed some of the good parts of, you know, building world building while also giving you lots of stuff to do, which is something that the division has done really, really well. They give you lots of things to wind up doing. So you're kind of going through this process of taking down these terrorists who uh, have been splintered off of the, the division and have gone rogue. 
Um, and you go and track them down and you try to kill each one. And the cool part about killing each one is that you get new parts uh, to your kit. Uh, one is like a, a decoy. And one is like another sticky bomb. Um, and it's been really dope. Like uh, I remember wanting to go back and being low level and not understanding how much I had to do to get back to that game. Thank you. Goodness. Thank you. Goodness that they actually put in um, one of those boosts that basically raises your level up to the, to, to the lowest uh, part of where you can play the content. Cause I was not going to try to run through that thing on PS4. Cause my character on PC is already leveled up, but my character on PS4 was like super low level. I popped that bad boy on, I bought the, the content and I was at level, level 30 to be able to play that content and then go from 30 to 40, which went fairly quickly. It didn't take that long to be able to do. Um, so I've been having fun with that thing. I'm learning how to make builds. I'm learning more about the recalibration system that's in that game. Um, and been playing a crap ton of that. And I would love to play more folks in that too. Um, we never built a clan in it because it's always hard to build and maintain a clan, especially when you need people to play. So I've been uh, playing with the what's good, good what's good uh, girl, what's good gamers, what's good games. Oh my God, I can't talk today. The what's good games clan a bunch um, have been rocking with them. Um, and it's been fun, like just rolling with a whole bunch of people who follow their show and who love their work. I've been playing with Angie Renee a bunch and, and getting some games in. And she's fantastic and amazing. So go support What's Good Games. Give them some love for sure. Um, tell them that we sent you um, and, and let them get some 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 time in with you when you're playing uh, some Division 2. So um, real quick before we dip out, I didn't get a chance to put some graphics up for it, but I just got a chance to play the Resident Evil 3 demo before we started the show. I am so hyped for Resident Evil 3 now. Like that game is going to be dope. That thing is going to be dope gross and disgusting and fantastic and i'm dying to play more of it um again bleeding edge is going to be a thing that's going to be dropping soon um and doom is coming out now it's out right now as we speak i think it came out a couple hours ago uh or at least uh if you're on the west coast probably in another hour or so 9 p.m pst is usually when things drop um so if you haven't had a chance to do that then play that oh also before we dip out and go to our uh, Who's Invited to the Cookout segment. Um, Spawn is out for Mortal Kombat, which is something that I'm actually super excited about. Um, I am really hyped for that character. I got a chance to play it a little bit early uh, because of the uh, combat pass. If you have the combat pass, you can play that game or play that character early. He is dope. Spawn is fucking dope. It is a really good character. Um, and I'm just learning and getting the ropes of, of building it out. But the, the gear that they have for that character is like fantastic. And then, you know, just having him voiced by, 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 by my man. Uh, uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Let me, what's that man's name? Spawn voice actor, Keith David. Oh my goodness. I can't think of Keith David. Having him voiced directly by Keith David is just the icing on the cake. It like brings it all together in such a real way um, that you have to be paying attention to that character as a, as a, as a person to play or as a character to play. It's going to be cool to see what happens in tournaments, uh, online tournaments. I'm assuming at this point, um, Evo is still saying that they're going to go, but there will be no mortal Kombat at Evo. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with spawn and we'll see what goes on with, um, how people play him and which variation they usually pick uh, to, to go with that. I'm assuming that uh, 
Sonic Fox will pick that character up really easily and then just wreck everybody with it. Um, and then we'll just figure out what we're going to do from that point forward. But until then, we're going to go and check out uh, who is the person that we want to give massive amounts of love to in our cookout today. So we're going to find out who is coming to the cookout. So this week we are focusing on some folks who are basically saving our asses literally uh, out in the world today. Uh, we want to give a massive amounts of love and shout out to all the folks who are on the front lines who are doing the work of keeping us safe. They are the folks who are in the medical profession right now, all the first responders, all the doctors, all the nurses who are tackling on the front lines, this pandemic that we see going around the world. Um, we want to make sure that we're giving them love and respect because those are the folks who are doing the work every day. They, they go home to their families. They are tired. They are, you know, you know, beat down. They are working under conditions that are not, not good because they don't have the supplies that they need to make things happen. Um, but they are pushing forward and making cool things, um, cool things happen and trying to keep all of us safe. So I wanted to take a quick, quick moment to give them love. Um, all the folks who I know in my own life who are doing that work and the folks who are doing that work in your lives as well that you may know, please, if you know folks who are in that space, shoot them a text message, figure out ways you can help their families, figure out ways you can help them support themselves, figure out ways you can help them do the work to continue to, to, to make sure that we're all okay. And that we, can fight this, this thing that is going to wind up, you know, hurting a lot of people when it's, when it's over and said and done. Um, I think about them a lot. I think about, you know, people who I know who are doing this work. And, um, again, it's, it's, it's a very sad state of affairs where we continue to not support and, and supply the people who do the, the hardest jobs, um, with everything that they need to make sure that their lives are fulfilled and their lives are good. So, um, while we sign off tonight, um, from here in Bracago, again, keep those folks in your thoughts, make sure you're paying attention to what they need. Um, and I think, you know, make sure that when you are, you know, going for your grocery runs, when you're going for your supply runs, when you need to go do that stuff, leave a little bit of stuff for them. Take what you need. Don't, don't take everything that you possibly can. Uh, those are the folks that work those weird hours and they come home from work and they have to go to the store to feed their families and they can't get stuff because there's no more stuff on the shelves. So if you're paying attention to, you know, and being a good steward and being a good neighbor uh, and being a good citizen, you'll you'll think about them while you're doing the things that you do in your daily life to survive out here, too. So um, that's it for me uh, this week. It's been a, a very interesting week. Um, again, if you've listened to the show, you know how much I care about all of you. Um, I have to give a huge shout out again to my friends over at kind of funny. Uh, they had me on their show. We have cool friends and I got a chance to chop it up with Greg Miller, um, about my journey into the gaming industry and about my life. Um, you know, I got really, um, personal in parts of that show talking about my family and talking about, you know, what video games mean to me. Um, so if you hadn't had a chance to check that out, please go check that out. It's on their YouTube channel. Um, if you're a patron of them, of them, uh, you probably already have gotten it. Uh, it's been out for a day or two. Um, but yeah, please check out their stuff and make sure that, that you know, uh, you're giving them some love too, because they definitely rep us pretty hard here in Bracago. So uh, again, massive love to Greg and the rest of the kind of funny team. Um, so until then, we're going to get up out of here. 
Uh, I'm going to go and go get some food, go hang out with my wife uh, while we quarantine together uh, and, and do our thing, which sounds so weird to say out loud. Again, everybody, please stay home. Please take care of yourselves. Wash your hands, wash your butt. Uh, make sure you're washing all your things. Um, and don't be like them fools down at the beach down in Florida, fucking it up for everybody else. <laughs> Until then, we will see you next week. Massive love to you all. We say 